stand open our Bibles to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And we'll put a finger in 1 Corinthians 15 as well. I'm teaching through the book of Revelation in our Bible college this semester. So occasionally we'll jump on one of those subjects. Tonight we're going to speak of the rapture. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 16, the Bible says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. Pastor, is rapture, the word rapture found in the Bible? No, the principle is, God uses these words, caught up together. The question, will you be caught up with those that are together in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air? So shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another. How many of you are comforted just by reading that? Comfort one another with these words. I'm comforted every time I read them. Now go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, the twinkling of an eye, the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, the dead shall be raised incorruptible. We shall be changed for this incorruptible, for this corruptible must put on incorruption, this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. The rapture. I want to mention just a few words tonight concerning the rapture. The first one tonight is the sureness of the rapture. The certainty. It does not matter what people think because God's word has made it astoundingly, astoundingly clear that right before the tribulation, the event that we wait next on our prophetical calendar is the rapture of the saints of God. I thank God for the promise. I am consoled and comforted after watching the news over the past few days and on the 50th year anniversary of the Yom Kippur War there in Israel, we see what happened in Israel over the past 24 hours. The attack, people dying, and we say uh, leading up just before the tribulation, we understand the battle of Gog and Magog. We understand what will take place in Israel. We also understand we are living in the last days. Anyone would be a fool to try to predict when exactly that is, but I am certain the time is short and everyone ought to be prepared first of all in the sense of their soul eternally prepared for what will take place next. It is with great surety, the Bible says, uh, in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound. There's no doubt. God leaves no room for us to debate. I'm thankful to know there is certainty there with what his plans are. Now, I want you to think about the next word, suddenness. Although we are prepared, we will not know at that moment 
in the suddenness, whether that is during a church service, I would like to go right from this platform. I would love to be caught up in the air from a church service. I would love to be singing, we preach Christ and the trump sounds. And we are caught up to be with him in the air. I don't know if that's a Monday, a Friday night, a Saturday morning. I do know this. Whatever you are doing on this planet, you better walk with the confidence and say with certainty, I want to live today as if it were my last because it could be my last. And before the end of this service, before the last amen, before you make it to your house, before you rest your head on your pillow tonight, there is no prophecy left to be fulfilled that would keep the Lord Jesus Christ from returning and from his church being caught up. And I'm astounded at the confusion over prophecy today, even among independent Baptists. I'm astounded by those who claim to believe in the rapture, yet their lives would tell you they don't in reality because the way they're living, the things they're participating in, the sin that they're carrying with them, their absence in service, their refusal to live for the Lord Jesus Christ will lead you to believe. Although they speak of the rapture, they certainly don't believe in the rapture. Did you live every day this week as if the Lord Jesus Christ could come, might come, would come? Was your behavior such that you could meet him and greet him saying, I was doing exactly what I was supposed to do at the moment of his return. All of us have been caught by surprise. Maybe a visit at the house. Maybe a teacher re-entering a classroom. Maybe suddenly someone appearing when you least expected them. But although we speak of the rapture and we're supposed to live prepared for the rapture, when he comes it will take place so suddenly. We see rapture examples in the Bible. Enoch, Elijah, Lord Jesus Christ, others that God simply lifted up and took them out and away. Go with me to Acts. Let's look at a couple examples here of people that were raptured from one place to the next and what is the spiritual meaning and application for the rapture of the Lord Jesus Christ. Acts 8, verse 39. Excuse me, Acts 8, 39. Philip, here with the Ethiopian eunuch, he witnesses to him. He puts his faith and trust in Christ. He then is baptized. Look what the Bible says, verse 39. When they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord, here's the rapture, caught away Philip that the eunuch saw him no more. Can you imagine this? This man shows up running in the desert after your chariot. You're reading the scripture, not understanding what you're reading. God sends a messenger to his chariot, a fast one. You got to be fast to catch a chariot. Anybody here ever run in the sand? Okay, that, that alone slow you down. Now, these were uh, either slow horses or a supernatural event where God lifted him along and brought him beside that chariot. When it comes to the salvation of souls, God's willing to do any miracle necessary to bring people to Christ. But he climbs up in that chariot, he explains to him salvation, he gets born again. When they climbed down in that water to baptize him, the Bible says when he was coming up out of that water, God said, uh, I'm going to facilitate your walk back to town. And the Holy Spirit of God picked him up 
and carried him to the next spot. Amen. How many believe Scripture? Yes. You know, you know what rapture means? To catch away speedily. You know what's going to happen? Uh, some of you are going to be at work and you're talking to your boss. And the next thing you know, right in the middle of that phrase, you're going to be talking like you, you always are. He's waiting for you to catch your breath so he can insert his opinion. And about that time, he's going to be talking to a patch of clothes laying on the ground. Can you imagine his shock? He hears the glasses bounce on the concrete, and he sees this pile of clothes sitting on top of a pair of shoes. Now, that's hard on the old ticker. If you ever want a revenge on that boss, you probably just got it. Because he's going to walk around, look around, and say, I don't know what kind of practical joke that was, but it was a good one. And he's going to wonder why you left everything, including your wallet and your cell phone. And then they're going to begin to hear others that have disappeared and been caught away speedily. I'm talking in an instant, whether you're driving down the highway, the devastation, the chaos that will be created, you're standing at a supermarket, getting ready uh, to uh, scan those dozen eggs, and about that time, they're going to fall on the floor. You talk about scrambled eggs, that's going to be scrambled, <laughs> scrambled eggs. Can you, can you imagine, can you imagine if the rapture happens in a church service? To me, that would be one of the most devastating moments because not everyone sitting here is saved. And for those few that are left, the reality of I heard, I deceived myself, I'm not born again, now what? It's going to take place suddenly. Some of you are going to be with others that you witnessed to who refused to listen. And you spoke of the rapture, and they're going to get the visual illustration of you being caught away speedily and them being left behind. Go with me to Genesis 19. We see another example. Lot in Sodom. God is about ready to destroy this wicked city. Lot and his wife are not in a hurry to go. His family has become attached to the wickedness of the city. And although the angel is giving them the warning, they're refusing to heed the warning. Verse 15, when the morning rose, the angel hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife, thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, what happens? Those angels laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters. The Lord being merciful. You know what? If God allowed Christians to have their way, most would be instead of desiring heaven, clinging to this earth. And God's got to be merciful as he did with Lot and grab you by the hand when the trumpet sounds. He says, like it or not, you're born again. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And I'm going to be merciful unto you. And they brought him forth. You know what this rapture is? The seeds by force. And God's not giving anyone an option. Some would be slow to go. God, I got a few things left here to do. I got some sin to confess. I'm in the right, I'm in the wrong spot. I need to get myself in the right spot. And God says, sorry, it's time to roll. And he's literally going to grab you by the hand. And in the blink of an eye, you're out of here. From this earth to heaven. While you're still trying to shake the filth, he is transporting you from earth to glory. Go with me to John 14. Let's see the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
here again, is the surety of the rapture. Let me tell you tonight, if the Holy Spirit's working in your heart, the first thing you need to do is get this settled in your soul and make sure you're born again. If you're not a born again child of God, you will not be raptured out. You will be stuck and go through seven years that the Bible calls the great tribulation. Uh, the madness that will fall, befall the earth, the judgment, the hand of God. You don't want to be part of that. Look what it says in John 14, verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will... Okay, no doubt, no doubt, he's making this certain. I will come again. How many of you believe that? I want to see your hand. I want to see the hands not raised so I can preach to them tonight. I'm just looking for a front row, back row. I don't care where you're at. I want, to get, I want to put a scope right there on that person who does not believe because Christ said, if you believe any other verse in Scripture, you ought to believe this one. He will come again and receive you unto myself. The third picture is Christ claiming his own. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You go to school, mom drops you off, and then she says, I will come back again for you. And you with great confidence. No, she's coming back. Here's what Christ said. He looked at his disciples and said, I'm leaving, but I'm coming back. Young people, he's coming back. I'm totally confident it'll be in your lifetime. You say, I'm 45. I'm totally confident it'll be in your lifetime. Pastor, I'm 55. I'm totally confident it'll be in your lifetime. You're five years old. I'm undoubtedly confident it'll be in your lifetime. Look what it says in Acts 23. Let's see one more example. Someone raptured. This is Paul. He's been arrested. His life is endangered by a crowd of hateful people. Look what it says. Acts 23. Verse 10, and when there arose a great dissension, the chief captain, fearing lest Paul should have been pulled in pieces of them. This crowd was so angry, they were hoping to get their hands upon Paul and literally rip him asunder. And the captain says, I'm going to deliver him from this madness. And he commanded the soldiers to go down. And to take him by force from among them and to bring him into the castle. He is raptured out of this situation, which in this case is to be rescued from danger. How many are thankful that your rapture from this earth means to be rescued yes, from danger? Now, if you have no clue what we're talking tonight, take a few minutes. It won't take long. Read Revelation chapter 4 through 19. Look at the judgments that will befall the earth. I'm not taking the time to preach on those tonight. But from the sun, the moon, the stars, from the heavenly lights being shook and darkened, earthquake, starvation, war, beasts, and all kinds of chaos that will befall the earth, you have God's promise that before the madness takes place, before the revelation of the Antichrist, the trumpet will sound and you will be thankfully rescued from that evil. And he says, comfort ye one another with these words. And if you're not saved, you're not in a spot to be comforted with those words. 
the only way to be comforted is to say, I want to get born again tonight. I want to make certain of my salvation. I don't want there to be any chance that I'm left behind. Yes. We'll talk about the sureness, the suddenness. Let's talk about the sadness. For anyone that's not born again, we're talking about biblically born again. I, I'm not talking about uh, someone said you're fine or someone said you grew up in church or someone said you did something when you were this old and you're all good. I'm talking about you know there was a time in your life you understood the gospel. You understood the death, burial, resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, you understood you were headed for hell. You understood your only hope of salvation was putting your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. You repented of your sin. You cried out to God for mercy, and you got biblically born again. And when you got up, you knew you had the Spirit of God living inside of you. Yes. Now, if that's not the case, here's what is sad Families will be separated. How many kids have gotten born again and parents did not? And those kids are going to be raptured out. The parents left behind. Can you imagine the sadness of a parent? Yeah. <clears throat> what about the kids that have a mother that's been saved and they're not and mom's gone? Maybe even mom or dad and dad are gone. What about the loss of a brother or sister? A friend? What about the sadness of having known the Bible, read the Bible, understood the Bible, having someone preach the Bible to you, and then left behind to face the certainty of the tribulation without even the help of close friends and family. Yeah. What about the sadness of knowing your father's gone? You've been left behind. To me, the greatest sadness is people that have heard the gospel, but in the hardness of their heart, refuse to respond because of pride. Only pride, only pride. I don't believe there's a person sitting in here tonight, not one person, that does not understand the gospel. The only question is, have you with humility accepted the gospel Put your faith and trust in Christ. Repented of your sins. Because when it comes to the rapture, Christ knows those who are his own. Christ not sitting up in heaven trying to go over a list with Peter and say, refresh my memory. Did he actually get born again? Help me out. Your name's either in the book of life or it's not in the Lamb's book of life. You're either on the roll or you're not on the roll. And this isn't about you arguing, debating with the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember years ago, one of the worst 15 minutes of my life, Pastor Bob used to be our youth director. We were in rifle and activities every Friday night, 6 o'clock. And we used to go early. And we had four blocks in front of the church. We'd play four square, uh, get there as early as we could, play four square until it was time to have the youth activity. And I don't know how I missed the announcement. Something was changed. Either the activity was canceled or he's kid. I don't remember, but I used to ride my bike all over the place. We're in a small town. And I remember that night leaving for the youth activity, all excited, getting to the church, putting my bike up, finding one of those balls, waiting for someone else to get there. I know these guys. I know Bill's going to get here, and I know Robbie's going to get here. I know they're going to get here. We'll play some four square. And I waited. 
15 till 6. Is that strange? How weird is it that no one else came to play Foursquare tonight? 10 till 6? Or 5 till 6? Folks, I'm going to confess. 5 till 6, I got on my face. <laughs> I said, God, I think I just missed it. There's a misunderstanding. I don't know if it was a lack of repentance or a lack of faith, but whatever it was, there's no lack right now. I am a believer from the top of my head to the soles of my feet to the bottom of my heart. And, oh, God, for those that have gone on before me, I pray that I be part of the remnants that are still rescued. Lord, I'll help you out here, Lord. Thank God someone showed up about 6.15. I'd break my way through salvation about 68 times. I would look for a way for the, to get to the top of the roof and just get closer. <laughs> At least get closer. And then they said, Adam, there's there no youth activity tonight. I said, I thought we were the only two that missed it. <laughs> Folks, I, can't, I cannot tell you. Cannot tell you. Oh, the, the sheer panic of the thought that I may have missed the rapture. I am a firm believer. I believe every word in this book, and I believe in the rapture. I believe in the second coming. I believe in Armageddon. I believe in the tribulation. I don't want to be here for that. And I don't want any of you to be here for that. I want to stand before God at some point and say, as he did, he said, I didn't lose a single one. I want to be able to look across this crowd and say, anyone that sat in this congregation and they heard the gospel, we didn't lose a one. Not a child, not a teenager, not an adult. Every one of them put their faith and trust the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, the sadness to think. Now let's talk about the sweetness for just a moment. Go with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 9. Verse Thessalonians 5. We'll read these verses, but I don't want to read them in their entirety at the moment. Let's read just verse 9. God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. How are we thankful for the examples we have in the Bible that God pours out his wrath upon the earth? He delivers his children. Are you thankful for the example of Noah and his family? God said, before I destroy this earth, I'm going to build an ark. I'm going to have you build an ark, and I'm going to make sure you are delivered by grace through faith. We just read about Lot, rescued even against his will. Uh, go with me to Luke 21, 36. I'm thankful to know we'll be rescued, out, reunited with friends. My dad took off to heaven for us, we'd consider a little bit prematurely. He has a new body. He's been up there with Jack Wood and so many others. He loved Lester Roloff, reunited with Lester Roloff. I never had the chance to meet him. I'll be thankful for that day. Look what it says in Luke 21, verse 36. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Young people, if you've ever listened to your past, you need to listen to him now. You need to get born again and make sure you escape all these things that are about ready to come to pass. You want to be on that side looking down? 
You don't want to be on this side looking up. You want to be on the right side of all of this. Now, let's talk about one more thing. We're done. Let's talk about the solemnness of the rapture. Can you imagine what the governments of the earth are going to be trying to do to explain away the disappearance of millions yeah. of people? Haven't you noticed the talk about UFOs in the past 10 years? When I was a kid, if you believed in UFOs, you were out of your mind or you wore aluminum hats. <laughs> and you usually ended up with a straight jacket. I don't care what you think about UFOs. Here's what I do know. They're going to need some kind of serious explanation when millions of people around the world disappear, try to control the chaos. You talk about freeways and airplanes, subways. I was traveling uh, this past month endlessly and every time I climbed on an airplane, I thought, what's going to happen when all of a sudden you have 10 passengers disappear on a plane? Mid-flight. No explanation. You want to talk about creating fear and chaos. Can you imagine how many tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of accidents are going to take place on our highways? When you start pulling out drivers. Now, I have yet to meet a safe driver on I-35. <laughs> but I know there's a few Christians out there. But the chaos that will take place. People frantically trying to find friends, relatives. Can you imagine 911? The overload. Frantic parents, children, grandparents, neighbors. Houses that are burning down because stoves have been left on. The chaos that will envelop the earth and as the governments try to control the narrative, it will be easy to say those crazy evil people have been taken off the planet. Thankfully, gone. Can you imagine the interruption in communications? Policemen and firemen will not rest for days trying to deal with all the tragedy that will result just from the rapture. Now, go with me to, back to 1 Thessalonians. So we're going to read this passage and be done. For those that are saved, the Bible refers to his appearing as that blessed Hope. Amen? We look around at our world and what is taking place in our world. If I was a conservative and not a Christian, I would be losing my mind. But my blessed hope is not a world that will get any better, but a world, according to Scripture, that will only get worse. But the trumpet's going to sound, and I appreciate John and Downey, but it's going to sound a whole lot better than anything they've played. 1 Thessalonians 5, look what it says, verse 1. But of the times and seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write to you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them. As travail upon a woman with child, they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. You're all children of light 
and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others. But what are we to do? Let us what? Watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. They that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day. Be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love for an helmet, the hope of salvation. And then the verse we read, for God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ.